All right, here we go. We got driving with G. We are rolling right now to Children's Hospital for a little holiday Christmas holiday party going on. And in the car with me right now, Austin Calitro. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm good, brother. Thanks for jumping in the car, man. I'm glad you trust me to get you to Children's Hospital. A lot about you I've been watching you from afar and here's why I'm someone who has battled through adversity if you will and so have you watching the considering you last season four teams I think you I believe that you're part of and yeah. of, of course landing here I gotta know man what was it like that journey right there going through four different teams last season it, it was crazy um for me, it was it was more like I'm just I'm working to get my my next opportunity, and um, every time I got cut by a team, I, you know I was you always would be a little upset for a little bit, but uh, my mindset immediately went to all right, what's next? What, what I got? What do I have to do to get to that next to elevate my elevate my game to that next level? So I, you know I, I won't get cut the next time. Right. And you know it took me three or four times um, before I stuck somewhere, but um, again for me it was always. I always had. I tried having a positive mindset, a positive outlook on it, because th this this game we're in and this business, it can it can really bring you down if, if you don't have a good support system and a good positive mindset. And um, if you know deep down in your heart that you could play, which I did, um, you know, I just think you keep working until you get that opportunity. Take us back to the beginning of this season when you were waiting. For the phone call to find out if you were going to be making the Seahawks team, you're on Lake Washington, yeah, and you get a phone call. Tell us about that day, that moment, <coughs> that story. Uh, yeah, so I was on Lake Washington, um, me and my girlfriend, and we were just hanging out, and um, I was just trying to do my best to keep my mind off things that day because you, you know how that day goes. It's a Everyone. stressful day, waiting to see if you're going to be making the 53-man roster. Right. Everyone's wait. Everyone's waiting for the next day to come. They don't want to receive that call. And I get a call, and I was I was scared, but I look at my phone, and it's Bobby. And he, he, I answer, I go, oh, what's up, Bobby? And he goes, how you feeling? I was like, I'm pretty nervous. And he was like, well, I just want to say congrats. And, he tell, and he's the one who actually told me uh, that I, I made the team, and it was kind of fitting considering how he took me under his wing and everything throughout the preseason. Um, even even the two and a half weeks I was there last year. Uh, I was here last year, and he, t he yeah, he ended up telling me. Um, and then after that, the calls and texts came flooding in from family and friends, and it was fun. Wow. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Bobby for a second. And, you know, you said Bobby took you under his wing, and, of course, we all are saying Bobby Wagner was just named Defensive Player of the Week. Uh, just just recently, and um, what has it meant for you to have Bobby Wagner as a mentor? I don't think I'd be the player I am right now if he wasn't my mentor. I mean, um, I I really think my my game is elevated throughout the season. And I've become more comfortable out there on the field, um, having him out there with me, and just having a, a kind of a comfort blanket for the entire defense, knowing that he's out there because he can make our wrongs right and. You know, he's, he's pointed out little things here and there to help me focus on, point out little things about an offense to look for. And, um, I've, and I've started noticing that myself pre-snap. And I think that's helped elevate my game uh, to become a smarter linebacker, not just playing off instincts as much.
your history going back. You're from the state of Connecticut. Yep. Uh, you went to Villanova. Yep. You did not get a college scholarship offer. Am I right about that? Did you, did you uh, get I a one, I had FCS schools, but I only had one FBS school. One FBS school? Yeah, Temple. Wow. And then their coach ended up leaving. Uh-huh. So it was kind of, yeah, I had mostly FCS uh, offers. Gotcha, gotcha. And then how did it come about, man? When did you, when did you fall in love with the game of football? Uh, I was probably six or seven when I first when I first started watching on TV uh, in depth, uh, which sounds crazy for me at such a young age. Um, and then once I started playing, I was eight, and I think I, I was always I was always a baseball player. I started playing baseball first, um, but once I started playing football and I was able to hit people and put pads on, I think that's when I started falling in love with the game. <laughs> <laughs> what positions did you play when you played football? Uh, I played, I've always kind of played like a fullback, running back. Um, and then some, some years I played uh, linebacker, then uh, Pop Warner, and then sometimes I played like a rover safety position. Right. You know how it is, Pop Warner. <laughs> yep, yep. Everyone's in the box. <laughs> Everybody's in the box going. And so, so you did that uh, and played a little football, played at Villanova. What did what, you major in in college, man? I did communications, uh, minor in econ, and I'm working to finish my master's right now in public administration. I, that's where I wanted to go to. I yeah. heard that you've been you're taking classes right now to finish your master's. Tell us about that and why you're doing that. Um, yeah, so it's a uh, public administration uh, focused in city management, and I'm I'm doing that more uh, for the finance part that they offer in city management uh, courses. Um, but yeah, it's. Um, I wanted to, I was, in my fifth year, I didn't want to just finish up a, my minor. I kind of wanted to take my education to the next level. And um, the school's gonna, the school's willing to pay for it, so I was like, why not? And I ended up really falling in love with some of the classes I took. And um, I noticed that the more I progressed in this, this master's program, the more I realized that my, uh, my master's degree was going to allow me to help people. Uh, later on in life, whether that uh, that be within city management or nonprofit, and that's really an aspect I fell in love with. Talking about nonprofits, uh, maybe some of your goals uh, is it like working with inner city kids? And uh, yeah, I have a I have an idea in my head of what I want to do, and it's basically um, <clears throat> I want to use a sports platform uh, to kind of I don't know if it's open up a school like LeBron just did, uh, but some kind of academy, like after school academy where you can help kids with their homework. Uh, you can, you know, if we can hire or hire people that are um, good in training kids as well as tutoring them. Um, just a place for someone to go after school because I know where I'm from, a lot of kids didn't have anywhere to go after school. And, you know, they probably didn't always make the right choices. And if, if I feel like if you just give kids a safe haven to go to, um, it can help them tenfold in, in the long run. Is that where a lot of is that where your motivation comes from? All of this, seeing where, where you came up, you saw kids. Yeah, I, just, uh, I just saw a bunch of kids who, uh, who had a lot more talent than I did. They just didn't do anything with it. So, if you just give them a platform and somewhere to go and hone those skills, who knows? Right. Well, speaking of you know of kids, right now we're on the way to Children's Hospital. Uh, little holiday magic going on there. What, what, what's, uh, what made you decide to come and do this today? Uh, Emily actually uh, approached me about it, and I'm big on volunteering, uh -huh. giving back, because uh, we're in such a blessed position to be in. 
Um, so it's always nice to help people out, less fortunate. Um, and then kids, you know, we were, we were actually talking about this yesterday in the linebacker room, just the holiday spirit and what you want for your kids and what them to feel. And if they can feel just a little bit of excitement that we bring to them, right. you know, it must mean the world to us and them. So let me get this straight. In the linebacker room, you guys was talking about holiday magic and you guys was getting all soft and mushy in the linebacker room, man. Nah, <laughs> not soft and mushy, but. <laughs> oh, man. Um, tell us about, uh, you know, as you know, Ken Norton Jr., yeah. your defensive coordinator, who was the linebacker's coach for Bobby and those guys before he had left out and then now he's back. Yeah. Man, how, tell us about your relationship with him. Um, coach Norton, uh, he, he's a great guy. Uh, and he's all, he's a teacher first. Oh, no, he's a, he's a mentor first. He, uh, he wants us to excel in life and then he, he also wants us to, to excel in football. Right. And uh, <clears throat> for me, uh, he needs to get on me a couple of times and make sure I'm always focused because I'm a younger guy, but um, he's really helped my mindset become more and more mature and how you approach this game, and um, not to mention, he's a great X's and O's coach as well. Absolutely. Seattle, the city of Seattle, since you've been here, man, tell us what you like, what you don't like. Come on, man, this this driving with G, you can keep it 100. You yeah. tell us what you like. Well, first, you already told me, like, man, I didn't realize it got this yeah, cold. Yeah, I didn't know it got this cold. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you like so far since you've been here? Uh, the food's pretty good. Uh, during the summer, it was fun being, being out in the lake in the water. Mm -hmm. I grew up around water, so I, that was fun for me. Um, I really have no complaints about what I don't like. Right. It's, I mean, it's, it's fun around here. It's fun. Um, I mean, what do you do when you're not on the field? Or you're not uh, on the field there at Century Lake Field? What are you doing here in Seattle on your free time? I know you um, said you're around water this summer, yeah. but. Um, we don't really get that much all time in the season, but uh, recently I've been going uh, Christmas shopping. That's the one thing I noticed about. Seattle, there's a lot of nice stores out here. So you don't don't bring your wives or girls around here. They'll blow all your money. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely some nice shopping. Tell us about the first time, man. I mean, look, we've all, you're new here. So folks are like, man, who's that number 58? It's like, ah, man, that's, that's Austin Calitro right there, man. Oh, by the way, um, a certain player made fun of you today. He said cilantro. Who do you think it was? Bobby. No. KJ. No. Doug. Doug Baldwin. Yeah. Not surprised. Okay. <laughs> he told me. Uh, anyways, um, everybody's like, man, who is this number 58? Oh, I said, like, man, that's Austin Calitro. He's like, man, he comes out of nowhere. Tell us what it was like the first time you stepped out there at Century League Field, man. It was, uh, the first time was last year when I was on practice squad. And, I, you know, practice squad, you don't get to suit up. Mm -hmm. But seeing the fans and seeing how crazy they were, I kept. I told myself I need to play here. Really? I, I, need, I need to get on the field at least once. <laughs> and then preseason it was cool, but it wasn't. Then when you step on the field for at regular season, it's it's another it's another kind of world. I here. tell you know, it's, I always like talking to new guys that are here with the Seahawks, and they're like, "Yeah, man, preseason. Oh, it was great." I'm like, uh, <laughs> "You just wait. Wait, yeah. You just wait." Now. Let me ask you this. I'm going to tell you something that I've noticed with the 12s in the crowd at Century League Field lately. Has it turned up a little bit more lately? Yeah, I felt that. <laughs> you know what I mean? After a bye, I felt that. Yep. Yeah. After the bye, that's when it started. After you guys, you guys went to London, you won, you had the bye week. And when you came back, I'm like, it seemed like. It's louder. 
it's louder. Okay, yeah. it's not just me out there. I definitely, definitely noticed that. Um, I got to tell you, man, the team, would, would you say that, you said that you were here for a couple weeks last year, and then now you're here this year. And I don't know if you really know there's a difference, but I'm just saying from the outside perspective, it really seems like you guys are really having a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah Tell I us that. about that. Um, I think there's a lot more youth on the team this year. Um, not saying that's a good or a bad thing, um, but you got older guys. Sometimes on a team you have older guys and younger guys going against each other because they may perceive it as there's two new groups trying to clash for that control. But on this team, it's the younger the younger guys were taken in by the older guys. And I don't want to say we brought youth to them, but KJ and Bobby, uh, you know, they act a lot younger now than they, than they may used to. <laughs> so, no, nah, but I think... Who, who, I just, acts, who acts older, Bobby or KJ? I already know that answer. KJ. <laughs> KJ. Yeah, but he, he's in a different situation. <laughs> KJ. KJ, yeah, he acts a little older. Yeah, he acts a little older. But but you're right, though. In that Probably in that linebacker room, you guys are bringing the energy. Now, all right, who's the... Who's the jokester in that linebacker room? Who cracks the jokes the most? Um, Bobby, Bobby, he'll crack some jokes here and there. Coach Norton cracks a lot of jokes. Uh, but now uh, Kendricks came back. Kendricks is back. Mm-hmm. And he, he's a pretty funny guy. Yeah, you know what? I noticed something during pregame lately. I don't know if this is different, but the linebackers, you guys are really active right now. You guys like tossing the ball around? Oh, yeah. whoa, whoa. What's going on during pregame? Uh, we play the, the game taps with the football. Yeah. Yeah, we do that every pregame. We've been doing it ever since uh, I want to say preseason. I remember I remember doing it preseason. Uh, and it, originally it was just me, Griff, and Mingo, okay. and then Jacob Martin tagged along, and then more and more guys have been coming along. And sometimes you get guys from other position groups, and they'll come along. It becomes one big game. Uh, well. I don't know what it is, but it, it seemed like uh, last weekend it, against San Francisco, it was a bigger game. There was a lot of people. I'm like, man, I've never noticed them doing this pregame before. And there's a lot of people doing it. So, okay, y'all seem to be having a little bit of fun before the game starts. Yeah. We, we like to stay loose out there. And um, uh, I think that game helps us do that. And, and it just puts in perspective that we are playing a game we love and we get to do things like that. So. What makes you nervous out there on the field? Like, I, look, as fans, right, we get nervous of you guys winning or losing. That's where our nerves are, and right, it cuts right. off after that. But for you, what do you what do you get nervous about when you're out there on the field? Anything? Um, never during the game, never never during the game, because uh, we're well prepared. But I, I'm always nervous before a game, uh, and it usually doesn't go away until after the first play, but. I'm constantly, I'm, I'm constantly using self-talk um, to try to help myself limit, I guess, the nervousness. But I think it's natural that if, I, if you don't get nervous, that's something you should worry. Absolutely. Well, okay. Well, take us take us through that then. Like, what's a what's a normal pregame ritual for Austin Calitro? I usually do one lap around the field because uh, that's me telling that's me getting acclimated with any whatever surface I'm playing on. And then we do our linebacker drills. We'll do that game we just talked about. Um, I usually go back in. I always shower before a game. 
And so you shower before game? Yeah, I shower before game. All right. I like to feel clean when I put my equipment on. <laughs> um, and then I always put my clothes on a certain way, and I always put the eye black on a certain way. I always have the same people tape me. So it's just for me, it's more um, consistency in what I do. Not really rituals, but... Yeah. Well, well, hold on. You said you have the same people tape you? Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't want to be a creature of habit or like rituals, but I like consistency. Man, but he, but okay. I got one for you. When I come to Seahawks games, I don't put my Seahawk badge on until I get inside the elevator. <laughs> I get it, man. And, and by the way, if you're family and you're watching right now, you got your little things and superstitious stuff you do too. I ain't the only one, and, and neither is Austin. We we all have our little weird stuff that we like to do. So I admit it. Just don't like to admit it. I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm superstitious, just superstitious. Um, <laughs> so, family, talk about them. I know your girlfriend, right? Yep, yep, yep. Family, where's everybody at? Are they back back east? Yeah, everyone's back east. Um, I have a twin sister. We were, we were both adopted. Okay. Um, we were born in Florida, Orlando, and then we had to stay in Florida for like the first two or three months for the whole adoption process. Um, to follow through, then we were allowed to go up to Connecticut, live with our family, um, adopted to a big Italian family. Really? Yep. Yep. So you can imagine what the holidays are like there. And I'm actually half black, half Italian. Um, and then we have a little brother. He's like I think 18 months younger than me. Okay. Um, it's just yeah, it's a it's a big happy family. I, I guess I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so being um, adopted, that's um, that's cool, man. That's cool. Family, you know, took yep. you in, and yep. I mean, of course, and of course, they become family. Right. You, you know what I mean? That's that's pretty cool. Your twin sister. Do you guys look exactly alike? No, identical? No, no, no. So I'm. Yeah, we're uh, paternal. Yeah. Okay. We're. Uh, I make sure I got that right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Identical cool. paternal. All right. Cool. Now she uh, she's a little darker than me, but um, she has more of a narrow face. Okay. Mine, mine is rounder. Okay. I I got a fat face. So. Yeah. Um. When I did she play sports? Uh, she did track and she did um, volleyball and cheerleading in high school. All right. But she never did anything past high school. She was pretty athletic, though. Really? Yeah, she was pretty athletic. She was good at the hurdles. All right. What, what other sports did you play besides football? I know you said play baseball earlier on. Did you continue to play baseball in high school? Yeah, I played. I, I took baseball pretty seriously. I played all. I played that throughout high school. And then I played basketball. Um, but I wasn't good. I'm not, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I was not good. Let me guess. You played good defense. Yeah, but I was, I was one of those guys. Got my five fouls and I got out. <laughs> I made sure they counted though. <laughs> <laughs> what's it? What's it like being on a team with uh, with Russell, man? What's he like? He's a cool dude. He's he's just very focused on what he does, and I think it shows in the field. Right. He's he's a great leader too. I don't know, man. That dude. I don't know what's been going on with that guy, but that dude threw eleven. Completions the other day and four touchdowns. Crazy. What was that? He was like on his game yeah, right now. It's a, and that's a it, that that just it goes to show you what the offensive line is doing too. We're able to run the ball that much and control that clock, and that helps the defense out as well. And right. For me, it's been fun to watch. Yeah. Good. Well, man, we're about to get you here cool, at cool. Uh, Children's Hospital. Make I appreciate sure. the ride. Oh, ain't no doubt about it, man. No doubt about it. It's, I mean, even though it's cold outside, 
at least the weather is uh, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, at least the weather. Sunny. There we go. Cold but sunny. Cold, cold but sunny. So I always, towards the end of uh, driving with G, I always do this thing where, you know, it's an opportunity for you guys to uh, say something to the fans. So this is your opportunity right here. They're all watching and listening. This is for your opportunity to say anything that you want, a thank you, whatever the case might be. Get about, you know, 30 seconds or so to say something to the fans. Uh, just thank you guys for coming out and supporting us every, uh, every game the way, the way you guys do. Um, the the crowd noise really does help with our, our performance, and it helps the defense uh, get going out there. And thank you, because they actually, I, I believe the fans actually buy into the my cause, my cleats thing was kind of big for me because it, it allows us to have a voice and to use our platform for something bigger than us. And I really do think the fans wholeheartedly kind of bought into that and at least went and researched the, the different uh, causes that we had. And what was your cause? Uh, I had breast cancer uh, awareness because my grandmother had breast cancer three times and then she beat it all three. And then uh, mental illness awareness. Uh, my sister, my twin sister, she has um, a mental illness that she got diagnosed with about three and a half years ago. Uh, she's doing a lot better now. Um, but I was just happy to have a platform to actually speak about this and um, get the awareness and get people to research what we all have and hold true, true and close to our hearts. All right. Well, awesome. Appreciate you, brother.